Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hello, and thanks for joining in for another episode. I'm excited to have you with me. And before we really get into today's topic, just a reminder that if you haven't yet done so, be sure you follow the podcast so that you never miss a future episode. And do me a favor as well. Share the show with some friends, family, colleagues, and coworkers too. I'd love for you to tell some others to check it out. As you know, what motivates me to do this show is bringing value to you all and making an impact. And you telling others about the show would mean a lot to me. It helps me to help others to move the ball and make things happen, as I like to say. Throughout this season, you've heard me talk about important topics like navigating and accelerating your career, how to make changes in your life stick, strategies for effective networking, and more. All of those shows have some really great tips and strategies to help you move the ball. And if you haven't yet checked those episodes out, I hope you will go have a listen to those when you're done with this episode. To make it easy to find those episodes, if you go look in today's show notes, you can find links to all of those topics. So go check those out. And once again, if you know someone who would really benefit from these topics, send them the link to that show too. Throughout the seasons of the show, you've heard many of my guests who have played in the NFL talk about how the game is mostly mental. Now, there's a lot that goes into that, the mindset, the mental preparation, the mental toughness, etc. To be in the 1%, in that super elite group, you have got to be mentally strong. I think we all know that if you want to not just move the ball, but to really dominate the game and accelerate at your craft, you've got to be extremely mentally sound. This is true to be a great leader, to be a great athlete, to be a high performer. In fact, in my Move the Ball book, I refer to this acronym that I call Mad Pride. And what that is, is Mad Pride is where I identify eight characteristics that separate the truly elite performers and the great leaders out there from everybody else. The M in Mad Pride is for mental toughness. It's such an important topic. And what I wanted to do for today's show is discuss 10 ways that you can be mentally strong. But before I do that, I just want to give you a super high five for being inside the huddle with me and someone who takes personal growth and development seriously. You've heard me talk about this concept of managing the game clock on the show before and how we need to be deliberate and intentional with how we spend the 24 hours that we have each day. And carving out time in your day to listen to the show really means a lot to me, and I don't take that for granted. So thank you for tuning into the show always. And I just wanted to celebrate you real quick and say, again, thanks again for your support. And thanks for wanting to get some insights on the show and learn some tips on how you can continue to keep that ball moving in your life. It does take a team to move the ball, as I also always say, and I'm here to be on your team with you. So let's get into today's topic. first. What exactly is mental toughness? Let's just start off with a textbook definition. 
The Journal of Applied Sports Psychology says that mental toughness is the natural or developed psychological edge that enables you to generally cope better than your opponents with the many demands, competition, training, lifestyle that sport places on a performer, specifically to be more consistent and better than your opponents in remaining determined, focused, confident, and in control under pressure. That's a lot, right? So mental toughness was primarily developed for the sports setting and for athletes, and then other professions caught on to how important this really is for anyone who is out to produce high-level results. What do you think of mental toughness? And many other people do think this. They quickly associate it with having a winning mindset, but it's also about the ability to hyper-focus, meaning the ability to execute at a peak level of performance in all situations without getting distracted and with complete mental clarity and ease. Some call this being in the zone, but there's so much more than that too. There's stress optimization, there's failing well, there's preparedness, and so on. There's a lot that goes into it. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna cover 10 ways today that you can be mentally tough. As you know, football is a big part of my life. Let's take a trip back a few years to one of the most memorable Super Bowl games between the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots. And if you're a football fan, I know you know about this game. And if you're not, that's okay too. You might have heard of this game or you might remember it, but definitely one that will always be known by fans. No matter what sport or what football team they root for, everybody knows about the Super Bowl game if they're into the sport of football. During halftime or at halftime of that game, it looked like the Atlanta Falcons were going to win the Super Bowl. Atlanta had scored three touchdowns in the first half, and the score was 21-3 to going into halftime. Well, something I talk about often is the importance of playing the full 60, quote-unquote full 60. What that means is that teams have got to play the entire game, as do we off the field. So we've got to play our full 24 hours every single day. And so going back to the Super Bowl, in this game, as you know, if you're a football fan or if you watch that game, things changed in the second half of that game. During those last two quarters, the Patriots dominated, bringing the score to 28-28, so it was tied, where it stayed with seconds left to go in the game. When the clock ran out, the game was still tied, forcing the teams to enter the first, yep, the first ever overtime period in a Super Bowl, and that's the entire history of the Super Bowl. And for those that don't know, Super Bowl began in 1967. So this was the first overtime in the whole history of the Super Bowl. And five minutes into overtime, the Patriots scored another touchdown to win the Super Bowl. It was Super Bowl 51. And man, that was some game. Now, had those players on the Patriots not had mental toughness, then this game probably would have had a different outcome. So do you know how to get this mental toughness? Well, that's what we're going to dive into here. And I told you before, we're going to do 10 things or 10 tips on how to get you mentally strong. The first is to continue moving forward, meaning you have to keep on fighting or moving forward when you already feel defeated. A reporter once asked Muhammad Ali how many sit-ups he had done every day. He responded, I don't count my sit-ups. I only start counting when it starts hurting, when I feel pain, because that's when it really matters. The same applies to success in business, in the workplace, in your career, and in life. You always have two choices when things begin to get tough. You can either overcome an obstacle and grow in the process, or you can let it beat you. As human beings, we are creatures of habit. If you quit when things get tough, 
it gets that much easier to quit the next time. On the other hand, if you force yourself to push through a challenge, the strength begins to grow in you. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes to continue to knuckle down and push through. So just remember that the choice ultimately rests with you. You always have that choice. So when faced with adversity or an obstacle, what are you going to choose? Again, it starts with you and what you are willing to do. I want to share a personal example with you. I can't tell you how many times I've had people in the sports world treat me bad or act unprofessionally or waste my time. Now, I do a lot of work outside of sports as well, but it seems like when it comes to a lot of things I'm involved with in sports or in the entertainment sector, the concentration of people, the number of people who act unprofessionally is a larger number than in other industries. And I'm sure you can, if you're in sports, you completely understand that. And even if you're not, I'm sure you can see how that can be that type of environment. And when I have those experiences, I can say, I'm done. Or I can stay mentally strong and continue to push through and grow my brand in sports and focus on whatever goals it is I'm looking to achieve. Now, I want to draw a very important distinction here. What that doesn't mean is that I will allow someone to disrespect me and I will not accept that kind of treatment from people. So if somebody has treated me poorly or if somebody has wasted my time or been disrespectful, that doesn't mean I continue to push through and do business with them. Oh, no, 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 we're done. So we're done with those people, but we continue in the sports world. I don't just say, you know what? I'm so sick of this. I'm completely done with all of this. I'm done with them, but I'm going to continue to push through to achieve my objectives and to get to where I want to go. So again, when I encounter that kind of behavior, I'm no longer going to engage with those people because I know my worth and I respect myself and I hold myself to a higher standard that we don't chase. We continue to walk in purpose. We do not chase. And when we stay true to our purpose, the right people will find us. So again, I push through what I need to, to be able to get to where I want to go. But I do not allow people to treat me however they feel like they can treat me. And I I just feel that's important for people to know as well. So that I just wanted to share as an example of an obstacle that sometimes I face when it comes to sports. But again, I have a choice. I can choose to let that deter me from what I'm trying to do, or I can say, nope, I'm going to continue to move forward. And that's what number one is all about this first tip is continuing to move forward to push through whatever you need to push through. This next one is to delay gratification. I remember sitting in a training years ago and hearing about this famous Stanford experiment in which an administrator left a child in a room with a marshmallow for 15 minutes. Before leaving, the experimenter told the child that she was welcome to eat it. But if she waited until he returned without eating it, she would get a second marshmallow. Maybe you are familiar with this experiment. Anyway, the children that were able to wait until the experimenter returned, they experienced better outcomes in life, including higher SAT scores, greater career success, and even lower body mass indexes. The point is that the delaying of gratification and exercising patience are essential to success. People with mental strength know that results only materialize when you put in the time and forgo instant gratification. People often get frustrated at the results they don't see in life, but it's because of the work they didn't do. You have to put in the work. You've got to be persistent, be patient, and when you keep at it, you will see the outcomes that you desire, but it does not happen overnight. You've got to trust the process. That's something you've heard me talk about time and time again. You've got to attack the process, which is something that a former guest on the show just a little while back, Ben Newman, and I talked about. You've got to put in the work, and when you do that, the results are going to come. 
you will see them. It might not be as fast as you want, but when you are consistent and continue to do what you need to do and delay that gratification, you are going to see the results. And that is another way you can stay mentally strong. The third piece is to fail fast and fail forward. It's a given that you have to make mistakes and have missteps if you want to succeed in life. None of us get through in a straight line. We have ups and downs, curves and speed bumps, and we make mistakes. We fail. That's okay. That's part of life. And sometimes you have to look like a fool or look like an idiot. Now, I'm obviously um, being a little bit overly dramatic, but no matter what, you have to get back up and try again without even flinching. There was a study where researchers interviewed over 800 entrepreneurs and found that the most successful among them tend to have two critical things in common. One, they're terrible at imagining failure. And two, they tend not to care what other people think of them. In other words, the most successful entrepreneurs put no time or energy into stressing about their failures as they see failure as a small and necessary step in the process of reaching their goals. Failure is a part of the process. People who are mentally tough, they recognize this and they embrace it and they aren't afraid to fail often. And when you fail forward, meaning you learn from these experiences, then it is that failure that is going to help you to get to success. They talk about how failure is where you learn the lessons. Success is where you're applying those lessons to get to that success. And so that failure, while it may not feel fun to go through, when you learn from that experience, you are moving the ball forward. The next one, number four, is to keep your emotions in check. This is a big one. You have to keep those emotions in check. Negative emotions challenge your mental strength every step of the way. While it's impossible not to feel your emotions, we are human beings, we do have them, it's completely under your power to manage them effectively and to keep yourself in control of them. When you let your emotions overtake your ability to think clearly, it's easy to lose your resolve. A bad mood can make you lash out or stray from your chosen direction just as easily as a good mood can make you feel overconfident and impulsive. So look, we can't control what happens most of the time, but we always can control our emotions and what we do as a result of that event happening. So keep those emotions in check. Don't let them get the best of you. As you've heard time and time again on this show by the pro athletes that have come on, and I also write about this in my Dominate the Game book, you have to control what you can control. Don't worry about the things that are outside of your control. Focus on the things that you can effectuate, which is your attitude and your emotions. You can control other things sometimes as well, but your attitude and your emotions are always things that you have complete control over. And this is important as a leader as well. We can't just blow up and we can't act unprofessionally. So we've got to control those emotions and keep them in check. It's okay to feel anger, to feel sadness, to feel all these negative things. It's okay to feel large amounts of positive emotions as well. But just remember to rein them in, keep them in check, and don't let them affect your decision-making. Number five, you've got to make the tough decisions. If you want to be mentally tough, you have to make the calls that you're afraid to make. Sometimes we have to do things we don't want to because we know they're for the best in the long run. We need to fire someone, to cold call a stranger, to pull an all-nighter to get the company's server back up, or we have to scrap a project and start over, just as some examples. It must be done, and we've got to make those tough decisions. And to tie it back to sports, you look at sports teams, so as general managers, the GMs. They make tough decisions at times when it comes to players on their roster and who they should keep and who they should cut or who they should trade for. 
Sometimes those decisions are easy, but other times they do make tough calls. So remember that it's easy to let the looming challenge paralyze you or fear stop you. But the most successful people, they know that in these moments, the best thing they can do is get started right away by making the tough calls, making the tough decisions. They just have to do it. Every moment spent dreading the task subtracts time and energy from actually getting things done and getting closer to the goal line. People that learn to habitually make the tough calls, they stand out from the rest. You've heard me talk about on the show before that you have to differentiate and separate yourself from other people to really elevate. So do you want to be like everybody else or do you want to set yourself apart? One of the ways you do this is by making the tough calls that others aren't willing to make. That was number five. All right, we're halfway done. The next one, number six, you have to trust your gut. There's a fine line between trusting your gut and being impulsive. Trusting your gut is a matter of looking at decisions from every possible angle. And when the facts don't present a clear alternative, you believe in your ability to make the right decision. You go with what looks and what feels right. When you look at some of the world's most successful people, what do they all say when they talk about a huge obstacle on their way to the top? They said they trusted their gut and they went with it. You have to do the same. First off, you can't be impulsive. You've got to think through things. However, you can't overanalyze. I'm sure you've heard the term analysis paralysis, so you can't get stuck in that trap either. You do have to consider all the facts that you have, but then at the end of the day, you go with your gut and you have to trust that. Trust the gut. Don't be impulsive. Make data-driven decisions. But again, don't get stuck in that analysis paralysis mode either. Number seven, this one is about leading alone. You may be wondering, what does that mean, Jen? Well, sometimes you have to lead when no one else follows. It's easy to set a direction and to believe in yourself when you have support, when you have the team behind you. But the true test of strength is how well you maintain your resolve when nobody else believes in what you're doing. People with mental strength believe in themselves no matter what. They have that confidence in their ability to figure things out. That doesn't mean they know all the answers and have all the answers, but they believe in themselves and their ability. And then they stay the course until they win people over to their ways of thinking. They aren't afraid to bet on themselves and stay true to what they want to accomplish, even if they don't have any followers initially. No matter if you have people in your corner or not, if you believe in something so deeply and it is important to you, then you need to have the courage to pursue your dream, your goals, those desired outcomes, and prove the other people wrong. Remember, I always said you have a choice in things, right? I just said that a minute ago. The choice here is yours too. When no one is willing to walk on the path with you, are you willing to go on it alone? Do you trust the journey enough to do it solo? Mentally tough people do. Again, it's great to have people with you, but if there aren't, mentally tough people don't worry about it. They keep going. And in fact, they use that as fuel as they want to prove these people wrong. You've heard my story before about how when I started out with the Move the Ball movement and the book, nobody in sports gave a damn. I've talked to so many people that they were not mean or rude. Some people were very blunt and said, I think you're wasting your time, Jen, and didn't see the value. But I had to walk that path alone. And I started connecting and finally I got supporters and people in my tribe in the sports world that helped me tremendously to get it to where it is today. But you have to have the courage to go alone when you don't have that support initially. Number eight, focus on the details. The little things matter. 
This is something you've also heard from the high performers who have been guests on my show, high performers being pro athletes, as well as the successful entrepreneurs and the Fortune 500 C-suite leaders. They all talk about how they focus on the little things. You have to focus on the details, even when it makes your mind numb. You're like, oh my goodness, nothing is more important than the little details. Nothing tests your mental strength like mind-numbing details, especially when you're tired. The more people with mental strength are challenged, the more they dig in and they welcome that challenge. The numbers and the details are no exception to this. They embrace having to get into those details and they improve on the littlest things or they correct the littlest details in order to reach that level of excellence they are seeking. The changes we need to make are oftentimes not big things. Sometimes there might be some big things that need to be adjusted, but rather little shifts to things, to our processes, to our tasks. So focusing on these little things and tweaking them is important. Don't lose sight of the details. Always maintain your focus on those things. They make a difference. Number nine, you have to be kind to people who are rude to you. When people treat you poorly, it's tempting to stoop to their level and return the favor, but don't. When people throw stones, don't throw them back. People with mental strength don't allow others to walk all over them. And also, they're not rude to those people either. Instead, they treat these rude and these cruel people with the same kindness and respect they extend to everybody else because they don't allow another person's negativity to bring them down. It's not worth your time and your energy to stoop to someone else's level. Something I like to say a lot is to vibrate higher. You don't have to accept the gift of negativity that other people are trying to give you. I'm going to say that one more time because it's very important. You don't have to accept the gift of negativity that other people are trying to give you. Vibrate at a higher frequency and rise above that. That's what mentally tough people do. They are still kind to others, and instead of letting others drag them down, they just remain focused on what they are set out to do, and they expend their energy in that direction and on those things. This goes to being a professional as well. As a professional, we should not stoop down to other people's levels. We should always maintain our frequency and the level of energy and vibes that we want to give off should be positive and higher above all of the noise that's out there. And so when somebody treats you poorly, do not treat them that way in return because that is then a reflection on you. And so you know, I'm a branding expert, so I'm always consulting people on their brands and your image is important. Whether you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you're in the corporate your brand matters. And so just treat people kind and don't be rude to them from a professional standpoint. But also when you start to exhibit that kind of energy, then it drains your energy and drags you down. And that's taking away from your mental strength. So make sure that you're always vibrating at that higher frequency, rise above that noise and treat people with kindness and respect, even if they're not giving it to you. Remember the golden rule. All right, we are on to number 10. The last one. This one is all about accountability, 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 the A word. Lack of results in people's lives, either in the business context or in the personal setting, falls largely in part due to a lack of accountability. You absolutely have to be accountable for your actions no matter what. Even in the business setting, people are far more likely to remember how you dealt with a problem than they are to recall how you created it in the first place if you are the one who dropped the ball. By holding yourself accountable, even when making excuses is an option, what you're doing is you're showing to others that you care about the results more than your image or your ego. You've got to take that ownership. 
I mentioned football earlier. When you look at a professional athlete who is running and fumbles the ball or someone who misses a crucial catch, they don't make excuses. They take responsibility. They hold themselves accountable. They have that ownership. They refrain from adopting the victim mentality. And that's what we need to do also. We need to refrain from that. And we need to refrain from making excuses as to why something didn't happen or get done. I talk about owning your game all your time. There's a chapter in Dominate the Game that is all about owning your game. I even did a podcast recently, audiobook style, where I read to you the Own Your Game chapter from Dominate the Game, the book. So if you're interested in that, there is a link in the show notes to make it easy for you to find and go check that one out. But that ownership piece is so important. You have got to take ownership over your life and what your goals are. That is part of what owning your game is. And mentally tough people always, they always, always, always hold themselves accountable. No excuses. Okay. So there you have it. Those are the 10. Let's tie this all together. You now have 10 ways or 10 things that great athletes and business leaders do to be mentally strong. It starts with continuing to move forward always and also delaying gratification, which can be hard for people, especially in today's day where we are so conditioned to have that instant gratification on our smartphones and social media. You just have to delay it. Next, you've also got to remember to fail fast, fail forward, fail often, always keeping your emotions in check. Make those tough calls and then trust your gut, trust your decisions. This is something else that I write about in Dominate the Game. Don't second guess your decisions. You trust your gut. You make the decision that your gut tells you. You trust it and then you keep moving forward. If you need to adjust as you go along, then you make those adjustments, but you trust the decision that you made and you move forward. You focus on the littlest of details. That is so important. The little things make the biggest difference. Lead alone when you need to and always be kind to others. Don't forget about that. It is so important to treat people with kindness and respect, even if they're not doing it to you. And then hold yourself accountable. Again, accountability, accountability, accountability. That accountability piece, I've said that word how many times here in the last minute? It's very critical. And I know you know this. So that's one reason why I wanted it to be the end one too, because it is very important to hold yourself accountable. All right, so there you go. Learning how to be strong mentally is all about habitually doing the things that no one else is willing to do. If you aren't doing these things on a regular basis, these 10 things that I mentioned, you should be. And I mean, these habits are the ones that mentally strong people rely on. And so you need to incorporate them into your playbook. Mental strength is that unique combination of passion, tenacity, and stamina that enables you to stick with your goals until they become a reality. It is something that really will help you differentiate and separate yourself so that you can elevate. When hard times hit, people with mental strengths suffer just as much as everyone else. I mean, they are human beings, so they're not immune to going through circumstances. The difference is they understand that life is challenging. Those moments offer valuable lessons. In the end, it's these tough lessons that build the strength you need to succeed. So if you shift your outlook to realize that, then you too will be strong and you can get through anything. All of us have the potential to get mentally stronger with a little extra focus and effort. So my challenge to you today is to make mental toughness a priority for you over the next two weeks, just the next two weeks to start out and put these strategies into practice. They will make a difference. They really do. And tell someone else what you've learned on this episode, just one takeaway or two and how you're putting these things into practice. 
sharing that with somebody else and having that social accountability will help you as well to get these incorporated into your daily routine to help you be mentally stronger. All right, that's it. Thank you again for listening to today's episode and I appreciate you making it to the end of another show. If you know somebody who you think might benefit from this specific episode or any of the other podcast episodes, again, please pass it along. I'm always thankful for those who share this podcast with other people. A few more things. Go check out the other episodes of the show that you might have missed. I've got some links to a few of those podcasts here in the show notes, so they're easy for you to find. And if I can ever be a resource for you or you want to share how you are moving the ball and making an impact, go to my website, www.getinsidethehuddle.com and send me a note. I'd love to hear how tips are helping you to be mentally stronger too. And, you know, you can always hit me up on LinkedIn as well. There's links to both my website and my LinkedIn page in the show notes. So yeah, no excuses if you're trying to get in touch with me. I am out there and I would love to hear from you. So included in the show notes also, there's a lot of things in the show notes. So go check it out. But there's also a link if you're interested to picking up a copy of Move the Ball or the new book, Dominate the Game. Alrighty, I'm done now. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode and we will catch you next time. As I always say, until then, make sure you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you were inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also, share the show with a few friends, too. Next, I want you to go to GetInsideTheHuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.